0: me what did i do rebecca women
1: rebecca relax you're amazing Uh, just stop uh, welcome to rebecca's uh, shame spiral everyone i
0: know (laughs) this this is boss bitch i'm literally a lost boss bitch i'm your lost boss bitch she's lost in her (laughs) own self-doubt
1: just wandering Uh, around (laughs) Unable to decide. Spiral. No, girl. This is what
0: Lindsay gets personally, and now we've we brought it public. <laughs> 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 Rebecca has You're finally welcome, come everybody. out of the closet as
1: a shame-ridden, <laughs> yeah, like-using like lady.
0: Insecure, depressive. <laughs> we try to keep that... Just to our own text chains, but here you are, folks. Well, join have us it. next
1: week where I come out of the closet as an anxiety-riddled <laughs> no, shell oh, of a person. Get,
0: that's your. <laughs> it's your turn next week. You, you'll have your day. You'll have your day. Oh, my day in the sun, <laughs> the
1: hot, hot sun.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, we. Well, I we're recording this remotely again. Yes,
1: this time Rebecca and I are So, I'm obviously in Los Angeles Rebecca's in New York We're three Mm. hours apart We're recording separate tracks on our separate computers And we don't know how the fuck this is going to turn out Because Sammy's not here, but we're doing it And hopefully Mm. it's not a total Clusterfuck I
0: know, are we sending this to Sammy?
1: Yes, we're sending this to Sammy I think
0: Okay, she's gonna Yeah, I had a, a second I was like if we don't send it to Sammy, what do, what do we do? What do we do? And <laughs> you, you have more experience because you've actually cut stuff together. But I'm also like, I didn't want to assume that you, like, I just, I wanted to assume nothing.
1: You know what? We'll figure it out because that's what we do. We figure it the fuck yeah. out. We do. Um, <laughs> we
0: do. I got Nubbins right here. P.S.
1: Hi, Nubbins. Ugh. Oh, I have some, before we get into these last boss bitches, I have to talk about some real pet, pet struggles I'm having right now. Can Uh-oh. I tell you?
0: Well, we got, hell yeah, you can tell me.
1: We got Chunk and Charlie a pair of pet stairs because that's what you do when you own a 14 year old dog. And oh, yeah.
0: I thought, oh, yeah.
1: I thought it would be just like any other stairs. You just walk up and down them, but they're tiny and they go next to the bed so they can easily get on the bed. It's like the stairs are made of lava and what? yeah, they, they want nothing to do with the stairs. It's crazy. I buy these, these ungrateful little, little fur balls that contain my heart. They don't give uh-huh, shit about the box? Yeah. Yeah. It's bullshit. The set of
0: stairs. they hopefully got, you bought it on the infomercial dog stairs. I hope you bought it off the TV at 3am. If not, that's okay too.
1: Oh no! I, oh, it's actually really better. Promoting
0: it hard. Oh yeah.
1: We I bought them from a lovely woman named Ruth at Bed Bath and Beyond in mm-hmm. Studio City, and Ruth was a real character, and I fell madly in love with her by the end of our experience um, because she talked about her friend's She's dog. She's gonna
0: be. Are we gonna have
1: her on the podcast? Oh, we have to have her on the podcast. She's amazing. Okay. Her and her beautiful floral blouse. I just loved every bit of her. It was the best. Oh yes.
0: That's amazing. Yes. She sold you some Did she also sell you those little booties?
1: No. Um, those I got off the Amazon.
0: Gotcha. Oh, God.
1: I'm becoming gotcha. that woman.
0: Those were, those were adorable, too.
1: Yes. She won't walk in those, yeah. either. She wants nothing to do with the things I buy her.
0: I know. My No one's the same way. I think our pets are the same ages. Yes. Um, just, like, geriatric as fuck, like, wants the stuff that you, they shouldn't... It's like, I bought you the expensive shit. You don't want it. No. you just you, want you plastic bags for the rest of your life.
1: Yeah, and eat Fine. eat tampons. That's cool. And
0: eat fucking tampons. Like, that's... That's... But, you know, it's like, if you would have known, I would have bought those organic treats.
1: Absolutely. I would have just given you one of my used tampons and called it a day. just... <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's basically free.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they're expensive, but...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right, so... Uh, You're welcome, everybody! (laughs) This is why we're stars. This is absolutely why we're
0: stars. (laughs) Um,
1: So, yeah, this is going to be one of our lost... I I probably already said this, but deal with it. If I didn't, this is going to be a Lost Boss Mm -hmm. Bitch segment. Where we talk about women in history that don't get enough respect.
0: Yeah, well, um, I know what that means to us.
1: Yes. Fun fact about that song: it was actually originally written from the male's perspective, and he was saying that he did not get enough respect for bringing the money home. So that's oh, great.
0: Wow, Tale is old as time. Oh, for what? sure.
1: Wow,
0: he does. Uh, why don't I have it all? But I'm not happy. I want more.
1: I want more what? respect. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, I'm just a man in this world. How come I can't get any? Right? What's it's wrong? so crazy. Oh man, I hope someone eventually makes like rights. Like I hope the like the male um what what's the male activist group?
1: Uh, the, the red pill or yeah, the red pill guys, the men's rights activists. Yeah,
0: like. Yeah, just like men's yeah, men's rights, whatever. Like, I hope they like are like we're gonna make this song finally.
1: And I hope Before it's I hope it's it. like a new version of the Super Bowl Shuffle, but it's all about men's rights. <laughs>
0: God, I can't wait! Waiting, waiting with bated breath for that shit. Oh,
1: for sure, I would listen to that ad nauseum. I really well, let's
0: would. Do let's do a special episode of, Bo- of Boss Bitch on that. Yes. On that thing.
1: One hundred percent. I
0: Also, uh, shout out to The New York Times for writing this article about women who almost became CEOs and why they didn't. And,
1: uh, oh, how was that?
0: Still, it was very interesting. I'll put it on our uh, uh, Facebook.
1: Yes, please do. I want to read it. I saw the headline and I just didn't have a chance to read it this week.
0: Yeah, it's very interesting and uh, depressing. Right, yes, ladies? Like our like history like all of history. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. This is a darker this is a darker one. I mean, I think it's just like me being there's like there it is, uh, being like a little tipsy for this, but I feel like like it's good. It's yeah, a good thing. I feel yeah. Really relaxed. There you go. Um hopefully it sounds the same way. Um, but <laughs> I'm excited, I'm very excited for my boss bitch. I'm I, I'm excited
1: think,
0: for mine. Ooh should go
1: first oh that is a good question um since you said that you were excited first then i'm gonna say you go first that's how the world works
0: this is great and this is great because this is uh i am doing amy semple mcpherson oh Uh, she was a an evangelist preacher who was famous um and started the four square church which is right by my house oh really um yeah, but she's, like, bonkers. Um, so let's get right into yes, it. Yes, huh? tell me
1: everything. I'm not familiar with oh her. Oh, my
0: God. Uh, she's fascinating. So Amy Settle McPherson was born Amy Elizabeth Kennedy on a farm in Ontario on October 9th, John Lennon's birthday, day after my birthday, Libra much? Oh. Uh, she had early <laughs> exposure. Yeah. Um, gotta love a little Libra shout-out. Um, but anyway, her, her mom kind of got her on the track of being super religious because she worked at the salvation army which is a very religious organization but it also kind of started her on the track of being very um philanthropic too okay um, so for for her it's like overall and you'll see this as i go on there's two sides of her there's the her, like this very progressive like very like help all people side and there's this like crazy fame whore egomaniacal side to her
1: oh
0: so interesting
1: I mean, um, some okay. might say that's kind of how Mother Teresa was too. Oh
0: yeah, that's right. You know, absolutely.
1: So um, just a little.
0: God, I bet. I mean, they're, they're probably of the same. I mean, maybe St. of Teresa was a little bit, a little bit older, but fucking yeah, this this like martyrdom kind of, or yeah, like dedicating your life to something. And then being like, but it's real. It's a lot about me, too. Where would about we be
1: me? without me?
0: Yeah, I'm so important. <laughs> you know?
1: Absolutely. Totally.
0: She's, totally. Um, so as a child, she would play Salvation Army with her classmates, and at home she would gather a congregation with her dolls, giving a sermon, foreshadowing. Ooh. Um, as a, right? As a kid, she was an early proponent of creationism, too. Uh, she read Darwin and, like, freaked the fuck out. Um, and then like, she she was like that kid where she'd go to like all the public schools and be like, but this shouldn't be taught. It undermines Christianity. Um, she felt so vehemently about this that she wrote a letter to her local newspaper about it, which got her a ton of exposure. And it's, it was like her first taste of fame. Um, and people nationwide kind of caught wind of this. Oh, wow. So she got like this press. And again, this really like foreshadows all of this shit that like, Again, it's like the the religion tied to her own sense of self and fame, um, and so even in high school, after her, she converted to uh, Pentecostalism, mm-hmm. Pentecostal Christianity. Uh, she began a crusade against the concept of evolution, and it was just like this lifelong passion of, again, like being like so specifically um, in her own christian tract and also like wanting to get all this attention for it wow um yeah so she met robert james semple a pentecostal missionary from ireland and instantaneous was like i'm going to dedicate my life to him and to god and they were married in 1908 she was 18 Mm. um and they traveled in a gospel car and preached
1: Oh, you've got to um, get one of those gospel cars if you're going to preach. Get
0: that gospel car, girl. <laughs> yeah. Got to have one. Got to have one. hmm But then uh, they went to China to preach, and uh, Robert Semple contact malaria and dysentery.
1: Oh, and died damn. And
0: Oregon Trail shit. <laughs> Just like double whammy. Uh, <laughs> died in Hong Kong. <laughs> Um, and then she gave birth to her daughter, at, and it was a 19-year-old widow, widow at the time.
1: Oh, Jesus.
0: Uh, I know. But she was so moved that she started, like, speaking in – she just got very into speaking in tongues, which is, like, a huge part of Pentecostalism. And right. Then, uh, I dated a guy – back to me. <laughs> I dated a guy whose parents were Pentecostal, and they were pretty much completely insane. Like, there's nothing – listening to someone speaking in tongues is, like – like such a surreal experience
1: what is the like, point she- of speaking in tongues i don't even know
0: the point is you like are given a language by god like you express yourself in only a language that god can hear oh gotcha so it's, like, a linguistic connection which again people sound fucking insane i like, in- i i same.
1: I feel like it would make me super uncomfortable to be around somebody who's that connected to God. I'm
0: speaking gibberish. Yeah. <laughs> to 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 an entity that doesn't exist. Yeah. 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 It's tough it's, stuff. Uh, a trip.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever go to uh, church with that boyfriend's parents?
0: Uh, yeah, just once. It was uh, enough. You
1: know. Whew, I w- we'll have drinks and talk about that one day. <laughs>
0: yeah. No snakes. All okay. The, the, All they right. Always have snakes around because it's always like the danger and the healing. Oh no! Um, but no. But this like fucking Wisconsin Jew did not did not do well with mm, those yeah. people.
1: Smart I mean. lady. Yes.
0: <laughs> like, ugh. um, they were they were nice enough, but they were also the only uh, ex's parents who gave me a lot of like Jews for Jesus stuff. Like they like pop some literature by, uh... you know. So again, Midwestern. They didn't like really like. Make my life a living hell about it, but it was still like kind of subversive. Anyway, back to Amy Seabold McPherson. All right, Um, uh, I'm really pulling an Amy here, you know, just like doing it my way. Well,
1: why do we do this podcast if not to bring attention to ourselves?
0: Yeah. Oh God. Zoiks. I know. Okay, so she went uh, back to work with her mom at the Salvation Army. Uh, she was struggling with emotional distress and obsessive compulsive disorder. Oh, wow. Um, but again, I think that really like fed into this like idea of like being the best at something and like being like honing in on it. Mm-hmm. Um, she married another evangelist named, named Harold McPherson in 1912. But she felt the call to preach after she had his kid even more so. Um, and she would always talk about hearing this persistent voice asking her to go preach um, And then just like, sh- you know, she was like, oh, should I be a mom? And then she was just like, no, 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 no. So she went to LA. She dragged her family with her in 1918. And she founded the Angeles Temple, which again is in Echo Park right by my house. It's gigantic. And at that point, like, it's a lot still there. LA, yeah, it's still there. It's still a working temple.
1: Holy shit.
0: Yeah. Um, but it's, again, it's uh, mostly like Latino population mm-hmm. uh, goes there. Which is also an interesting thing that she, a really good thing that she did. She was uh, one of the first evangelists who was really pro integration in temples. Um,
1: That's great. Which is
0: interesting because the KKK went to a lot of her ser- her services to protest. Um,
1: That's crazy. So, again,
0: isn't that nuts? So like, yeah. she was like, "I don't give a fuck. I want everyone of every color, and you know, like anyone who is a Christian can come here. Like come." And she had all these programs too. Like she was really a big advocate for helping people. But, again, at the same time, she would dress up. She cut her hair. She got, like, like all of this, all of these, like, f- fine things to wear. So she became, like, this glamorous figure, even though she was also very much about the people. Wow. Um, she was friends with, like, Charlie Chaplin. Like, she moved to L.A. and, like, la ified herself. Um, and then, you know, uh, divorced that second husband, too, because you know, she was becoming more of a thing than he right. was as an evangelist preacher. And she was just like gaining popularity. Um, at this time, too, Pentecostalism was not super popular in the United States. Um, so the idea of like speaking in tongues and faith healing, which she was, she was like super, super into, mm-hmm. which is like where, you know, someone comes up to the pulpit or whatever and like, you like get out of your wheelchair, <laughs> get out <laughs> <up." laughs> like, okay, please don't. I'm all better you know. now. Exactly. So she had this, like, pile of crutches and wheelchairs and other paraphernalia, like, at the front of the church oh showing my god! how she could heal them. And again, she was just, like, gaining all of this notoriety as this super, super, super charismatic um, minister and, like, glamour. Like, so, like, we'll put some pictures up. Super, super glamorous, full face of makeup, like, furs and, like, sequin dresses. Wow. Crazy. Um, and she – and just to give you, like, an idea of how famous she was in the early 20s, she was, like, Babe Ruth famous. Seriously? She was just, like, this – yeah, huge phenomenon. Um, wow. All these high-profile preachers, um, Hollywood celebrities, she'd, like, hang out with them. Um, and she loved – you know, like, she loved all of it. Um, so so she was at, like, the height of her fame, and suddenly she was kidnapped. What? <laughs> Yeah. Um, And again, she had divorced her husband. She was, like, on her way to marrying her third husband. She had all these lovers and stuff, like, all these rumors. But suddenly she was just gone. Um, After disappearing in May 1926, she reappeared in Mexico five weeks later, stating that she'd been held for ransom in a desert shack there. Um, The inquiries, like, really held public interest and again, like, there were all these theories that came about. Um, so the whole story is that she went with her secretary to Ocean Park Beach, north of Venice Beach, to swim. Soon after arriving, McPherson was nowhere to be found. It was thought that she had drowned. So searchers combed the beach in nearby area but couldn't find her. She was just gone.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Um, I know. And, like, all these letters came to the temple. People thought that they knew where she was. People, like, were trying to, like, channel her um she got demand the temple got demands for ransom like it was crazy um and then people started seeing her around the country in divergent locations like often on the same day so like people were like so interested in her case um and then her mom though thought that her daughter was dead like right away like (laughs) <laughs> Just like a she, blink of an oh, eye. Oh, she's gone. She's like, she's dead. She said, Okay, uh, cool. You don't want okay, to look for her? No? Okay, great. <laughs> no, no, you good? You good? Um, yeah, her mom thought everything was a hoax. She thought her daughter was dead. So as the Angelus Temple prepared for memorial service commemorating her death, which is like, again, this is so cin- cinematic and so like in this woman's wheelhouse, um, her mom received a phone call from Douglas, Arizona, uh, from someone who had found her daughter alive. This is just like, as they were preparing for the memorial, they get this call from like Bumblefuck, Arizona, saying that Amy Semple McPherson was alive.
1: Okay, so do you think she faked this whole thing for the attention? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) Yeah, and a lot of people do too. Um, So, okay, McPherson, her story was that she'd been approached by a young couple who wanted a prayer for their sick child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. McPherson went to them in their car and was suddenly shoved inside as a cloth, presumably laced with chloroform, was held against her face, causing her to pass out. Eventually, she was moved to an adobe shack, which I like that detail. It's like, I know the shack was adobe, um, which <laughs> is far in the desert. <laughs> I asked the guy, <laughs> he kidnapped.
1: confirmed it was adobe.
0: I know. It's definitely adobe. Um, the two kidnappers, Stephen Rose, just our friend Stephen Rose, Uh, were her constant companions with a third unnamed man occasionally visiting. Um, And then when her captors went away on errands, she escaped out a window. Using a mountain landmark, she traveled through the desert around 11 to 13 hours across an estimated distance of 20 miles. Around 1 a.m. she reached uh, Agua Preta, Sonora, a Mexican border town, and collapsed near a house there. She was assisted by the residents and finally taken to Douglas. Of course, um, that was her story. Her story, and then again, worldwide news. She was offered motion picture deals for this. Wow, she was more famous than she'd ever been. So it Centers were like what? So it worked. It worked. It totally like, and again, it's bonkers. And the again, the idea of like already being at the top of your game, being so famous, but wanting more, or like having this crazy thing happen to her, is pretty nuts.
1: Yeah, that's um, insane.
0: Yeah. But dissenters were like, mm, we call bullshit. Uh, they thought that she ran off with an ex-employee, Kenneth Ormanston, uh, who was married with a kid who worked for her at the temple uh, because she had so many suitors and lovers and relationships and, like, it was pretty forbidden because he was married and it would look bad. So she thought – so a lot of people thought that she had just run away mm-hmm. and kind of made these excuses for it. Um, but, again, she's never – she never – at at all eased up on the fact that she was kidnapped. Even till her death, she was like, I was absolutely kidnapped by Stephen Rose, <laughs> my pals. My buddy. Um, mm-hmm, yeah. Took it to her deathbed. We don't know for sure. So after things died down, she married another dude, David Hutton, um, who was like kind of a, a singer-songwriter, actor type.
1: Oh, we know um, those they, types.
0: Right? Pretty fun. Nine roommates and no-ho kind of a guy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> they divorced in 1934. And she kind of fell out of favor with the press. Um, they weren't really into like in- evangelism as much. There were so many. It was like, very saturated. She did a couple unsuccessful revival tours, um, and the church kind of eroded in popularity. Uh, she got engaged to another dude in 1934, but never married him because she uh, was doing all of these sermons and touring and died of a an overdose, of an accidental overdose and kidney failure. Oh, um,
1: what did she OD on?
0: Story. She OD'd on my here. Okay, so uh, she had prescription pills, uh, sleeping pills, and she took too many, or she took too many of them. She called the doctor. They said she wasn't taking enough. Oh no. She took more. (laughs) Um, and she also had like a lot of health problems. They also, rumor has it that she only slept like two or three hours a day. So it's like, okay. Um, so she took a lot of sleeping pills to help her sleep because she could not. So she took all of these sedatives. Um, and they're not quite sure. Like she had so many doctors again, seems very like Hollywood glamor. Um, so uh, the coroner says she most likely died of an accidental overdose compounded by kidney failure um, But officially it is unknown So that is Amy Semple McPherson Which the temple still stands today The four square church is still a thing You can go there, you can go to a service there They still do a ton of philanthropic work But uh, holy shit Wow, what a
1: character, what a character. Right.
0: I want,
1: I want to right. know all about her love affairs That's my main focus <laughs>
0: Oh, the lovers. Oh, the
1: lovers.
0: <laughs> I know. The juiciest part. Also, how would it – it'd be so weird to, like, be dating, a like, a famous evangelist preacher. Like, what do you – who, like, doesn't believe in evolution? Like, what? You know?
1: Yeah. Like,
0: what – Okay. It's such
1: a it's such a crazy um type of celebrity that was definitely a thing back in the day. It's crazy that there were so many evangelists mm-hmm. that she was like, you know, not as popular anymore because it's like it's almost like, you know, in Chicago how there were so many famous women that were killing their husbands to become famous. Mm-hmm. It's just a bunch of people that are just like praising Jesus and speaking tongues so they can be like we get it. Yeah, exactly.
0: Totally. She was also very short. You can, uh, there's a museum next to the temple that you can tour as well.
1: uh, We're doing wow. that.
0: It's fascinating. Let's go. Yes. They have snacks as well. Oh, some tea sometimes. well,
1: I'm definitely in now. I was in, but now I'm super <laughs> in.
0: Sweet in the pop. Yes. Foods. <laughs> I know. I know. Wow. Pretty fun. Pretty fun.
1: Well, yeah. well my lady is also hope- a lover of, of the book called the Bible,
0: How, I feel like we sometimes get on the same wavelength with like different eras or like it's crazy. The minute last time we had the same,
1: yeah, the the last time we had the same uh, time frame ish, yeah. And these these ladies yeah. are are very different, but they both they both love some Jesus. So um, Ooh, let's hear about it. Well, I am going to be talking about Isabella Bombfree a.k.a. Sojourner Truth. Um, yeah. Yes. She was an Afri- African-American... Ab- ab- uh, I can't speak. Ab- why can't I say this word? She's a women's rights activ- activist and, and, <laughs> and abolitionist. Thank you, Tongue, for finally yeah. saying it right. Um, she was born into slavery, uh, and when her family's original... I hate saying owner, but... That's what it was then. <laughs> it's just terrible. She was
0: literally property then. Yes. So,
1: um, when he died in 1806, it's a dark time in our history. she was sold into auction at the age of nine um, oh God. with a flock of sheep. Mm-hmm. And they were sold for $100 altogether. Just a nice package.
0: <sighs>
1: just, yeah. So she was sold to this guy named John Neely, and he was a real piece of shit. Wait, how
0: much is how many sheep are in a flock of sheep? I
1: think it's like twelve.
0: Okay, right? Throw one in. Sheep's dozen.
1: Yeah, that's how that works.
0: I don't know. Let's say eight to oh. twelve. The indignity. Yeah. okay.
1: Um, so John Neely was her second second guy, and um, she said that he was cruel and harsh. And he beat her daily and once with a bundle of rods. I don't know what a rod is, but I'm going to assume that it hurts really bad. Um, yeah. But then in 1808, when she was 11, he sold her for $105. So mm-hmm. she she gained value uh, over that time. Um, so she sold him to this guy named Martinus Scriver. Um, he, he had a tavern. He only had her for 18 months and then was eventually sold to the last person who treated her like she was property. So this guy named John Dumont. He, uh, took control of her life in 1810. Um, Mm -hmm. and this was all happening in different parks, parts of New York. So this is in the North. So slavery is still a thing throughout our country. It's not just a Southern thing at this Mm -hmm. point. Um, the civil war has not happened yet. AKA, uh, and around 18, well, no, you know what I mean? This is when the entire country Mm. was one big hellscape for any African American. Um, but around 1815, she fell in love with another slave named, uh, named Robert, but he was a slave in a neighboring farm and Robert's owner, this guy named Charles Catton Jr. He was a landscape painter and I don't know what that means did he just like was he like bob ross but a slave owner and a piece of shit
0: yeah probably i mean like you could be any like a gentleman landscape it was probably just like a rich white guy who like i'm a painter
1: yeah i just paint mountains and a happy tree um he he did not want them to be in a relationship because uh if they had a kid together then it wouldn't be his property so, mm-hmm. uh, he forbade it. And then one day Robert snuck over to see truth at, uh, the farm that she lived at. And when Catten and his son found him, they savagely beat him until mm-hmm. Dumont, who was truth's owner at the time, finally intervened, but she never saw Robert again after that night. And he died mm-hmm. from like complications from his inner, uh, injuries years later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so sad. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, eventually she met and married an older slave named Thomas and throughout her life she had five kids. Um, Mm -hmm. and they range in age. Her first died in childhood. His name was James. Diana was, uh, born after him and she was fathered either by Robert or John Dumont twist there. John Dumont was also mm-hmm. terrible, and yeah. Uh, then she had Peter, Elizabeth, and Sophia after she and Thomas got together. So anyway, fast forward. Um, she's had her kids. She's still living in New York with the Dumont family, and New York, the state of New York started um, legislation to abolish slavery in 1799, right? So, mm-hmm. um it wasn't finished. Like the legislation was introduced in 1799, but it wasn't officially passed um, until July 4th, 1827. So it took a lot of time. Um, And Dumont Mm -hmm. the whole time promised truth that um, she was, he was going to free her if she would in quotes, if she would do well and be faithful. So she worked her ass off thinking that he would eventually free her but then he changed his mind because she hurt her hand and he said that made her less productive. Mm, okay.
0: Yeah. So okay. that's nice. Um, sh- yeah. I'm sure it would be anything though. Like he'd his mind with like any experience. Oh, you know, absolutely. Like, you too hard. You, yeah. I can't, I
1: can't. Well, you never worked this hard uh, when I wasn't saying that I was going to free you. So why are you working hard now? Like you should have been doing this this whole time. You owe me more work. That would have been the thing, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, so she continued working for him, spinning 100 pounds of wool to satisfy her sense of obligation to him. Fucking sucks. Oh, man. Um, and then, late in 1826, this is the year before um, slavery was up, uh, officially abolished in New York, she escaped to freedom with her infant daughter, daughter Sophia strapped to her back. Um, mm-hmm. This is the craziest thing. She had to leave her other children behind because. In this legislation, legislature, sorry, um, Mm -hmm. people were not legally emancipated until they had served as bound servants into their 20s. So, like... Jeez. Yeah, so slaves would be, quote-unquote, freed, but they were still bound to those families that they were serving. It's crazy.
0: God. Yeah. Damn, yeah. So it's like, oh, like, you can be free, but, like... You have to wait till you're twenty something. Yeah,
1: and you're still. And then they're hmm. probably going to still be with those families because it's all the life that they've known until their twenties, you know. Yeah. Um. So she escaped to freedom. She found her way to the home of Isaac and Maria Van Wagenen. Wagenen.
0: That's close enough.
1: Um, they took her and Sophia in and Isaac offered to buy her services for the remainder of the year until the state's emancipation took effect. Um, and Dumont accepted that for $20. So this whole time oh, he just man. wanted 20 bucks. Uh,
0: cool. Yeah. Just like what, whatever, who gives a shit? Exactly. Like I what have to take a tank of gas for human yeah. life. Like All right. That?
1: Um, so
0: while white people, we just kill ourselves.
1: I have a whole other thing about suffrage (laughs) just to just waiting to be talked about later in this, this piece. All right. Um, so while she was living with them, two things happened. She had a complete spiritual breakthrough and became Christian. Um, Mm in 1843, that's when she named herself truth. Um, uh, surgeon of Truth, because she told friends, the spirit calls me and I must go. Um, so she went on mm-hmm. a truth journey, basically, uh, for God. But before that, she found out that her son Peter had been sold illegally to an owner in Alabama. Um, and she and the Van Wagoners took the matter to court. Mm-hmm. Um, and after months of dispute, she became the first black woman to go to court against a white man and win. So, Damn. yeah. Um, so Peter yeah. was then. The sad thing is, Peter was then released from that uh, that plantation, and they went to work on a boat, and he kind of disappeared. So that sucks. But she still kind of won. <laughs> um, yeah. So when she went on her journey to spread her truth, which ended up being about women's rights, anti-slavery. Um, and the rights of black women, especially she did her first, like most well-known speech. She became a huge orator and she spoke at the Ohio's women's rights convention in Akron, Ohio. Um, and she delivered her most famous speech, which is, ain't I a woman? You can find it anywhere. It's amazing. Um,
0: Fuck yeah. We will
1: include it on our Facebook as well. Um, so you can read it. It's a Hell it's an yeah. incredible speech. Um
0: Yeah. But, uh, Maybe we'll take a quote and put a fun graphic yeah. it. Yeah. Pop it and on a tote bag. Let's carry it on, <laughs> on a tote
1: bag. Let's do it. Let's make some
0: totes. Let's make let's
1: totes make some totes. Mm -hmm. Um, but some other really notable speech or like speaking engagements that she did. Uh, she was at this thing called the Northampton camp meeting where it was all about anti slavery, women's rights, all that stuff. But it was disturbed by some privileged white dudes. They called them a a pack of Mm -hmm. wild men. Um, Mm -hmm. and truth hid because she was the only black person there and she was certain that if they got a hold of her, um, they would probably tear her to pieces. But after she hid for a little Mm -hmm. while, she was like, "You know what? Fuck this. These guys can't control me." And she stood on a hill and started singing and preaching, and basically sang them into submission. And all the white dudes were just like,
0: "Wow,
1: this lady's got it." Um, Damn.
0: They're like, "We got all this hate in our heart."
1: But but look at her. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It wasn't always smooth sailing for her as she did a lot of other speaking engagements around um, the country and she caught a lot of hatred, mostly from white men um, where they would boo and hiss at her um, like you do. But then at the American equal rights association, she had built kind of a reputation um, and people were really looking forward to her engagements and it was broken up into three sessions. The first session she spoke mainly about the rights of black women Um, Mm -hmm. basically saying that they needed to push for equal rights for both black men and black women, which wasn't necessarily happening. Um, She, Throughout the speech, she kept stressing that we should keep things going while things are stirring, um, and she was afraid that when the fight for black rights settled down, then it would be a long time uh, for people to warm to the idea of black women's rights. And that's exactly what happened, unfortunately. Um, yeah. In the second session, she talked about equal rights for all women. And then she ended her argument um, by accusing men of being self-centered, saying, man is so selfish that, what? yes, she said,
0: men, yes,
1: I know. It's like mind blowing. I'm reading this. I'm like, she might be onto something. Um, man is so selfish.
0: And the men were like, how dare us? <laughs> we'll learn we'll, we'll learn. learn one of these days and they didn't
1: yeah um but he she says man is so selfish that he's got women's rights and his own too and yet he won't give women their rights he keeps them all to himself
0: mm-hmm. huh fucking ain't it the fucking way yes.
1: so then her final <laughs> session she spoke about women's right to vote and this was an 1867. So she was talking about women's rights to vote oh. way before suff- like the suffrage movement, because that was in 1921 when white women got the the right to vote.
0: Right to vote,
1: um, yeah. which yeah. I would
0: li- and she must have been she's older too at this yeah, point. So right. She, she's in her sixties or 70s She was
1: born in seventeen ninety-seven. So yeah.
0: Okay. Math she's still going at she's it. She's really
1: going for it. And she's just she's just picking up steam because um oh, I also want to say she made the point that she was a homeowner and paid taxes but didn't have the right to vote and that was some bullshit. Um that is some
0: bullshit.
1: But when the Civil War started turning up, she helped recruit black troops into the Union army. Um and then she in 1864 she Became an employee of the National Freedmen's Relief Association, and she tried to work to get um, black men and women that had been freed uh, the right to own land and that kind of thing, but it wasn't very successful, unfortunately. Oh, uh, she tried to secure land grants from the federal government to former enslaved people, um, but they were like, no, we're still racist. No,
0: I- Yeah, we're like, well, there's some white guys that need to make tobacco farms, so... So We just don't
1: have any... We don't have anything to to spare. We really don't. Yeah,
0: try a hundred years from now. Maybe. Could
1: you? Um, And then my favorite thing is in... Oh, where is it? What's the date? Uh, She tried to... Oh, in eighteen seventy-two, she returned to Battle Creek and tried to vote in the presidential election, but was turned away at the polling place. I'm like, fuck yeah, man! They're gonna tell you that you can't vote, but you're gonna keep, you're gonna, you're gonna go try. I know. know. And I would like to just point out before we get to um, when she died that she fought for, obviously, black women's rights, but she also fought for the right for all women to vote. And I just want to remind everybody that white women threw black women under the bus when it came to the suffrage movement and would not stand up for black women, and that's why in some parts of the country, black women were not granted the right to vote in some cases until the 60s, which is straight up crazy because white women were afraid to stand up to Southern racists, basically.
0: Yeah, they felt like they had to align themselves. Yes, right? with, with white men. Exactly. They and it's like, oh, one step at a time. But it's like, oh, great, so you guys can vote, and we'll and other human beings can't.
1: Okay. Okay, that makes that makes sense. Got it. I mean, we're both women, but right. oh, okay. So you know when you know guys when your cousin Claire at Thanksgiving who still wears Uggs in the summer is like, why are black women still mad at white women? Maybe point to that and also that 50% of voting white women voted for Trump. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: When did black men get the right Oh, That's a good
1: question. I'm going to... We'll figure figure it out. out. Um, But it was... I think it was before suffrage. Maybe I could be completely wrong. Let me look it up.
0: I know, I think you're right. I think you're right. I I don't think it was much.
1: Let's see. Before that though. Um. Uh I will find it maybe by the end of this. No.
0: Nope. No way. No way. Where's it going? <laughs>
1: uh the america uh, black male suffrage as no men of race or ethnic group was granted the right to vote until the passage let's see it should put, be pointed out that black suffrage in the united states in the aftermath um why it's not giving me the information that i want right at my we'll find it we're
0: gonna find that shit and we're gonna give it to the masses yes
1: we're um,
0: gonna Google, Google it on our Google oh, <laughs> speaking in tongues. Oh, oh my perfect. foot is so asleep. We'll, we'll find it, and we're gonna let you know. Yes, we're gonna, we're gonna let you, you
1: guys are probably there. screaming it at your your device right now.
0: I hope so. Our millions of fans are definitely like gonna be all over Twitter, being like, ah! Ah! "Um, ah,
1: 1903."
0: I don't
1: know. Maybe that's right. You might be onto it.
0: That's right. I'm. I'm Going
1: to you die. paid attention in history.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Even though I doubt that was taught in our public history classes, public school history classes. Did you? Yeah.
0: Oh no, we didn't learn no. shit. But shit about it, not about white people. No, no,
1: thank you. <laughs> um, oh, so. Don't,
0: don't waste the time.
1: Sojourner died in November twenty eighth, eighteen eighty three, um, and it was announced last year that Truth will be featured on the future ten dollar bill that will start circulating fucking in twenty twenty. I
0: know. Oh, so excited. So
1: fucking
0: excited. Same. It's going I mean, can you imagine? Like. I wonder what, if she were alive, like, what she would think of that, like, if she'd be like, bullshit, my life, like, I don't know, if she'd be, like, angry, where it's like, okay, like, my, like money, or if she'd be like, holy shit, I wonder. I, it's
1: hard to tell, especially with with the state of our country right now, I don't, I don't know.
0: I know. I know. But she, you know, would she be like, like, I don't want to answer this question, like, if I'm aware of... I'm sentient in answering this question. I don't want to be in Trump's America. Like I, we have bigger fish. Right. Yeah. You know? Like mm-mm. like send me back to wherever <laughs> I was. I don't want to be here. Kind of thing. Um, yeah. It's so uh, it's. Okay. There was a lot of there was. I mean, I don't think there was a lot of backlash for. There. I mean, there was for when that was announced. But I think. Who's the, like, it run, was Who, like a runner up? Who's no.
1: like the runner up? That was supposed to be on the $10. I honestly didn't even yeah, know that was some? the, that that $10 bill that's going to be coming out was coming out. So I'm the least informed. Um, I don't know, was it? But well, so people were, um, were mad about the new $10 bill because it's going to be a bunch of ladies.
0: Yeah, but I think that they were, a lot of people were talking about ladies. You know, like Eleanor Roosevelt. Uh, you know, like the people were talking about a bunch of ladies, which is good, but like, um, this is even better.
1: Well, the thing is, it's every, it's, they're going to be on the back of the $10 bill. Mm. So.
0: <laughs> it's not going to be the whole thing?
1: Uh, no. It's going to be that the, so Andrew Jackson's going okay no Andrew Jackson is going to be replaced with Harriet Tubman which is great.
0: Thank fucking and god. Then, Thank fuck Andrew Jackson's such oh, a Oh, he's the shit.
1: worst. Maybe not the worst uh, I but can't, like fucking They're all terrible but he's like Colonel Sanders bullshit. Yes. Yeah. Um so Harriet Tubman will be the the main front part. And then um, five leaders of the women's suffrage movement will be Susan B. Anthony, Lucretia Mott, Alice Paul, Elizabeth Cady Stanton, and Sojourner Truth. We'll be on the back.
0: Cool. Okay. See, you're more more informed than me on this. I feel like I have a lot of things swirling around my brain, and I'm like, these are facts. Well,
1: um, this is simply because I just Googled it. (laughs) And also, I was doing all the... The Sojourner Truth, uh, look em ups, yesterday and today. Yeah, the look em ups. Love it. So that's my lost boss love, bitch. Love
0: it. I love, I love that lost boss bitch. I think. Fucking, and we should. Yeah, we'll put that speech up. That'll be great. Um, and we'll learn. Yeah. We'll learn more, and as much as we
1: absolutely. Can. I hope. Right along with you. Yes. I hope you guys feel more informed about some lost bitches today. Uh,
0: I hope you're not more confused. I know. They're like, wait, (laughs) which one got kidnapped? You're like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs)
1: What
0: if they left more confused after our
1: Well at least at least we did something for the world. (laughs) We're not saying it's good. We did something.
0: We made an effort. We showed up.
1: We did our best. We Googled
0: some stuff. We're in we're in go. two
1: different time zones and we don't know what the fuck this is mm-hmm. gonna be like. So you know what, guys? We did our best. We're doing the best we can. We, we yeah. hope you at least okay. were semi-entertained. Are you not entertained? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Good night. And ladies Goodbye, And some sirs. <laughs>
1: All right, guys. I think that was the best podcast we've ever done. Um, If you agree, rate, review, (laughs) and subscribe. If you don't agree, rate, review, (laughs) and subscribe.
0: You lie, 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 lie. We need something to do. Exactly. You don't have to listen, but we need something to do.
1: (laughs) All right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye.